Okay, Trisha's mom is yelling. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, Trisha is dealing with her mother. Um, here's a preface. It's another Girl Talk episode um, where we do an in-betweener, you know, between season one and season two. Granted, I don't know when this is coming out. Um, it could be weeks, it could be months, it could be days from when it's being recorded. Um, but it's really exciting. Trisha got to pick the topic for this one, which was her giving me conspiracy theories and then me, I guess what she wants is like my initial reaction. It's like when YouTubers do like <laughs> live reactions to things or like when celebrities live tweet their own shows. Personally, I think that's a little you know, self-absorbed. I think it's supposed to be interpreted as like, we're all in this together, guys, but I don't know. Maybe it's just because I'm not a celebrity and I don't know what it's like on the other side, you know, like I have to walk a mile in their shoes or I guess like, you know, in their Louboutins, if we're going to be completely candid. Um, would I buy a pair of Louboutins? Louboutins? Something? <laughs> I don't know. I feel like red bottom shoes are just not the way to go. Thank God you're here because I have no <laughs> idea. Genuinely, my parents are drunk enough that they wanted me to look at the moon and there's like <laughs> half of a rainbow going over it and they're freaking out out there. That's what the urgent call was for. That's funny. I can't avoid it. It's inescapable. I bet you somebody has a conspiracy theory about that. Rainbows in the moon. That's like Pink Floyd. What are you talking about? No, Pink Floyd doesn't have a conspiracy theory about rainbows. No, the but they have an album. <laughs> yeah, with the rainbow and the light. But they're just physics. They said light refraction. They said prism. Okay, I already gave our listeners the preface of what the whole premise of this is. Did you say that I'm a stupid idiot and that I wanted to do this because I believe? Cam trip, cam trip. I'm word for word. Yes. Okay, that's what I wanted to hear. Um, okay, so the first one, honestly, most of these are just funny, but I feel like it would just be interesting to hear what you have to say about them. Also, FYI, I don't buy into conspiracy theories. I just think they're fun. Funny okay. how that's going to be the same argument one of us uses for astrology, and the other one is going to be like, hmm, bullshit. No, you buy into it. I'm saying I don't buy into it. I think it's fun. I think it is fun. Yeah, but you also buy into it. In the same way that I buy into BuzzFeed personality quizzes. Exactly. But I don't believe in anything. I just think everything is fun. <laughs> Trisha, we're literally arguing the same thing. I'm going to shoot you down in your neighborhood. I just want you to know. I just want you to know she's also a... <laughs> I was going to do that. And I was like, that's so messed up. <laughs> imagine okay so this first one <clears throat> it's about literally mattress firm like the company oh i'm okay you know this one god damn okay no, 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 say it anyway because i have thoughts <laughs> okay 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 i'm gonna tell everyone so in 2018 a reddit user brought attention to the fact that there was a high concentration of mattress firm stores in certain areas of the u.s especially in chicago the Reddit thread quickly went viral with thousands sharing photos and maps that show mattress firm stores within 0.5, so half a mile of each other and sometimes even across the street. 
This led people to theorize that the retail company is a money laundering business. Mattress Firm is some sort of giant money laundering scheme, one Reddit user wrote. I remember seeing four mattress firms all on each corner of an intersection once, and there's no way there's such a demand for mattresses. WBUR and Business Insider debunked this theory in 2018. So that's the conspiracy. People thought it was a money laundering scheme because there were so many mattress firms specifically in like weird areas yeah. and they were all close to each other. Okay. Is money laundering the same thing as like a pyramid scheme? I'm pretty sure it's the same thing as like embezzlement. I'm not entirely <laughs> sure what the pyramid scheme is. Some finance majors hit us up and clarify because I heard of this, but as like a pyramid scheme, um, and I thought that was so funny because you, can you imagine like selling mattresses the same way you'd sell like Girl Scout cookies? <laughs> but also the thought that like a mattress company as inconsequential as mattress firm, right? Because there are like other like there sleepies. Are, yes. Yeah. That like memory companies that are clearly right. Tempur-Pedic, like Tempur-Pedic would have more of a reason to launder money from well, the American Tempur-Pedic people and mattress firm. <laughs> And plus, if we're picking a mattress firm, I guess we have to pick at the American infrastructure. Like, are these conspiracy theories saying that, like, U.S.-made product is actually money laundering? I mean, that would make sense, right? Because, like, why else would we shop outside of the U.S. for, like, our products, you know? Because everything over here is already so fucked up, might as well fuck up the rest of the world. Yo, did we just come up with a new conspiracy? <laughs> so this is not a conspiracy it's just fact about the united states of america that's funny <laughs> i laugh yeah i don't know i just think it's fascinating that people would pick on mattress firm also like some psycho on reddit really went through and like found the mattress firms and was like hmm they're maybe oddly close to psycho. maybe it's like an actual sociologist who's like this is actually really weird why is but- I do kind of want to add mattress firm too, like as a company. And if anybody knows anything about business, tell me if I'm wrong about this. But like, I feel like it's just bad business to put your, to put multiple stores in the exact same area. Well, I mean, like it's the same thing with like, feels- the same thing with like Starbucks and Dunkin' Donuts and McDonald's. Like I, in New York, you can't go a block without seeing another Starbucks, you know? I feel like that's something you can apply to a lot of chains, actually. But why do they do that? I guess, I don't know. I'm not a business major. I don't know anything about money. (laughs) But we would love, we would love education. Yeah. I don't believe Business Insider. I want some TCNJ douchebag to tell me if Mattress Firm is laundering money and if that's actually possible. Uh, She meant uh, the School of Business. So Trisha has a roommate who was in the school of business and if she would like to, <laughs> if she would like to explain this to us. <laughs> yeah. You're not the douchebag I'm talking about. Sorry. <laughs> um, okay. So the next one is sort of like a left turn because it's not necessarily about a company. Very interesting though, because I think Colorado is a weird state. So it's about the Denver international airport. The Denver international airport is twice the size of Manhattan, New York. And almost every corner of the massive transportation hub is filled with conspiracy theories. For starters, the airport was $2 billion over budget, leading some to believe it has an underground structure that is either used as bunkers or as the headquarters of the supposed world-controlling group, the Illuminati. 
Others believe that the building was built by neo-Nazis because markers and plaques around the airport say it is funded by the New World Airport Commission, but no information can be found about the organization anywhere. Some even say the runways are laid out like a swastika if viewed from above. The art around the airport is also cause for concern. Most notably, there is a 32-foot sculpture of a horse that fell on its sculptor and killed him. Murals around the airport are also troubling to some, including images of a Nazi officer in a gas mask, children near a burning building, and the devil jumping out of a suitcase. Wait. Okay, (laughs) after this, send me the photos, because I don't want it to color anything I'm about to say. Okay. here's my thing. If the Illuminati is going to have a headquarters anywhere in the United States, I feel like they pick something far more glamorous than the Denver airport. And that's not to say the downstairs in the basement, what what are you shaking your head for? I feel like the Illuminati- I totally disagree. The Illuminati are a bunch of sleuths. They would totally pick, they would pick Denver. Like, of course they would pick the place. No one's going to fucking look. Nobody gives a shit about Denver, Colorado. No, but you can go to Aspen, Colorado instead. Yeah, only white people do that to ski. Who else is going there? Okay, so if the Illuminati is full of, like, you know, like, Beyonce and Kanye and whatnot, why are they going to mingle with the white people? Why just... They're not mingling, right? They're using the airport as their hub. It's genius. Okay, I don't disagree that it sounds like below something is happening, but I'd like to... I prefer to think it's about people pursuing the secret of immortality. You know... I'm thinking science. I'm not thinking like capitalism, you know? Although that's a personal choice because I happen to be more witchy. So I prefer that there be like an electric I happen to be more communist. You have to what? I happen to be more communist. It all makes sense. Aren't witches and communists like the same thing essentially? Yeah. I mean, but what's the Spanish Spanish word for a communist? Because you have bruja. I have nothing. I I'm going to make something up. <laughs> Comunista. <laughs> literally no but i don't disagree that there's something funky going down there and would i like to see it yes well i also just think the second part is also interesting because obviously there's clearly a lot wrong with the airport like especially in terms of those pictures like why would i want to see children near burning buildings when i'm walking that's why i'm also considering why would the illuminati go there what ties does the illuminati have to well think about it if it's not the illuminati the other conspiracies that it's for neo-nazis which oh this isn't this isn't in the same grouping this is two separate separate groupings. so the neo-nazi thing kind of makes sense more than the illuminati thing yes I would agree. I, I feel like I, primar- I primarily see Denver as like a white people thing. And I could see a whole building and an airport being made in the name of like white immortality. Like I agree with your immortality theory. Yeah. Which is like the basis for white supremacy. So I could see it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I definitely want to see those statues though. So email it to me after this. Yeah. I just think it's I, really I, funny that Maybe it's not really funny. I just feel like this is something I would hear called out more on social media. Like, cancel the airport. This is fucked up. But that's what I'm saying. Denver, I think, is so inconsequential that people are like... Well, when I think of Colorado in general, isn't it, like, full of, like, hippies? Like, leftist hippies? So why would they tolerate, like, this neo-Nazi bullshit? But 
that's where the conspiracy is coming from, right? Like, what if everyone in Colorado thinks this about the airport? And they're like, I wonder who made it. Because, like, you don't control the wealthy, right? So, like, the wealthy are the people making the airports. It's like your government. I, you trust I would hope that some weed CEO down there would know better <laughs> and do better. We can dream. I want to buy into this conspiracy. If I ever go to the Denver International Airport, catch me. Wait, we do have the single Colorado listener, I'm pretty sure, in Denver. And if you're listening, hit us up. Yeah, I want to know if other people in Colorado are thinking about these things. Oh my God, the next one's like my favorite. Hold on, because this is not a conspiracy I buy into at all. And I actually think it's the dumbest of all conspiracies. Genuinely, I think it's so funny though. Because there are a lot of people who buy into this. So, chemtrails. Some people in Idaho believe that the state is subject to government experimentation. They believe that the government is dropping chemicals from airplanes at various times throughout the year. As evidence, they point to quote-unquote chemtrails or streaks in the sky that are supposedly leftover chemicals. One man on YouTube recorded video of lengthy streaks in the sky in Idaho as evidence, while another pointed to the fact that he could no longer see the mountainous landscape because of chemicals in the air. In 2015, 2,000 geese fell from the sky and were found dead in Idaho. While some believed it was because of the chemtrails, environmentalists have said it was most likely because of an infectious disease known as avian cholera. I want you to know that the people who think chemtrails, by the way, what they're looking at is like, have you guys ever seen like streaks in the sky? They're, yeah. It kind of just, the plane flew by, but there's no plane. Yeah. That's what people think are like chemicals in the sky. And there are a lot of people who are like, yeah, I can't even like, you know, the weather is like changing and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, it's called pollution. Like you want to call it chemtrails, but it's global warming. Although I cannot, I, there's I, only thing I agree with, which is I can't, I can't explain the, the smoke trails. Yeah. I would personally prefer to think um, it's like fairy dust instead or like LSD that's being inflicted in there. Um, you know, there's like a certain amount of liberty and imagination you have to have to envision something like chemtrails. And I'm like, mm, maybe it's like hallucinogenics. I don't know. I would like to think that's more fun and less damaging to Idaho. Um, we also have a listener in Idaho. If you'd like to, <laughs> yeah, if you'd like to jump in on this. But the, the they're geese, a chemtrail person. The geese dying. That is scary. That feels But big. they got avian cholera. Well, okay, but that also feels very biblical. Yes, it has a weird like Icarus vibe, but Icarus has nothing to do with the Bible. <laughs> it does. Greek myth and Bible, same thing. You have <laughs> gay no idea. And Jesus. They're cut from the same stone. Jesus was a gay man. That is another conspiracy theory, but I don't know if you're going to bring that one up. No, I won't. Although the next one's pretty cool, too. But yeah, I do actually know somebody who supports chemtrails, and I laugh every day. Wait, I want to meet them. I hope you Let's don't. Drop they were also, they were also a little racist, so I don't oh. think they want to <laughs> We don't fuck with him. <laughs> I do have to say, I feel like chemtrail conspiracy and racism kind of go hand in hand. Okay, Trisha's just spewing truth on this. She said immortality and white supremacy are best friends. Are tied, yeah. And so chemtrails and racism. 
Well, I mean, like, environmental racism is a thing, right? So right. chemtrails isn't so far the off. The idea of chemtrails tends to come, right, like Idaho, again, majorly white area, tends to come from this perception that the government is, like, putting chemicals in your stuff. But, like, mm-hmm. minorities obviously wouldn't believe that, like, wouldn't attest the sky to that because they already know that the government's mistreating them from other things. Like, white people are the only people that would have to make up chemtrails for it. Because they got time. Yeah. <laughs> anyways next um okay this one might be my favorite oh no i have one that's my favorite but this might be my second favorite so this is called the hollow earth conspiracy while flat earthers get all the attention in the mainstream media popular mechanics notes that there's also conspiracies that says that the earth is hollow and that there may there might even be a whole other civilization of advanced beings living in it The theory is rooted back in the 17th century when Edmund Haley, who has a comet named after him, proposed that the Earth must be hollow because of changing magnetism. Even back then, the idea of a hollow Earth was hardly a new one, which notes that it appears in folklore the world over, not to mention elsewhere in Europe in Haley's time. A German scholar called Athensius Kircher, I'm pronouncing it wrong, published a textbook in 1664 in which he claimed the earth contains a central fire and vast underground lakes and lava chambers. At the North Pole is a gaping vortex that sucks water down to the central fire where it's heated and expelled out the South Pole. Okay. That's cool. This is very Jules Verne. This is the center of the earth. I love that. It's crazy that a lot of physicists and, like, scientists bought into this. Yeah. It's kind of true, right? The center of the Earth, like, the core is very hot. Like, the central fire is, like, a very mystical way of putting it. But scientifically, the the center of the Earth is super, super hot. So it's not a lot. It's not that crazy to perceive that maybe it's hollow. Yeah. Somewhere, like somewhere the earth just starts to hollow out and there's just like wind passing through. I feel like that's sick. No, I completely agree. I also just feel like as someone who would prefer to believe in like pseudoscience (laughs) over, you know, actual testimony to like the crust and like the magma and stuff. I like the idea of there being like sort of Atlantis in the middle of the earth. I think that has to do a lot with like, you know, these stories of like losing knowledge of the library of Alexandria and it retreating probably into the middle of the earth. And it's just, it also just feels like an excuse to give scientists to fuck over the planet (laughs) in the hopes of like, you know, finding the answers. But in the case of like finding a lost civilization or something, or maybe a hidden one because we're so gross, they decided to retract. I don't know that feels really cool to read about and to think about, but also the idea that it could be real is unsettling i feel like i've watched enough i'm a huge so for podcasters who don't know me i'm a huge like astrophysicist fan and i'm i have a hard on for carl sagan who i love i love i love and he truly believed in like other civilizations and i feel like he would be a hollow earther like obviously i'll never get the chance because rip to ask him but like i I want to ascribe to the hollow earth conspiracy because I want to believe in something that beautiful. I feel like there's some beauty to say that if you drill far enough into the earth, you'll hit air. And I like that. Which also I think actually goes hand in hand with environmentalism 
that if you could tell people that there won't be land upon land upon land, like you can't just keep drilling forever. Eventually it ends and there's nothing left to have. Mm. And if people could like learn that, then maybe we would be kinder. You're speaking in really grandiose ideals and I'm not sure what your thinking can be achieved. Um, this is why it's a conspiracy, love. <laughs> okay? <laughs> All right. Maybe. I, I want to share my favorite one, but I think I'm going to... I'll share like a blah one and then I'll share my favorite one. Okay, so this one is called Reptilian Elite. So the... Like, like the pasta? Rotini? No, reptilian. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, quote unquote reptoid hypothesis is a conspiracy theory which advances the argument that reptilian humanoids live among us with the intention of enslaving the human race. This it, has been <laughs> it has been championed by former BBC sports presenter David Icke, who believes the likes of Bob Hope, members of the royal family, and Former U.S. Presidents George W. Bush and Bill Clinton are a part of the Anun Anunnaki race. Who they came really to Earth. Picked, he really picked the ugliest men on the planet. No, he really did. And he said, who came to Earth for monatomic gold. Critics accused Ike of anti-Semitism, alleging that his talk of reptiles was code for Jews. But he clarified that the lizards to which he referred were literal, not metaphorical. He said, George W. Bush, Bill Clinton, the queen, lizards. They're actually lizards. He didn't lizard just people. say the queen. He said Prince Albert. And let's face it, that man is decrepit as hell. And he said, all of you are legitimate lizards. Lizard okay. people. I love that. Okay, because then you have the Spider-Man movie, um, Amazing Spider-Man, the first one, where lizard people were literally the threat to the entire city of Manhattan. And then you have Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, who are actually lizard people who are, I mean, they're turtles. Are turtles technically lizards? They're reptilian, they're fine. But they're reptilian, but they're not lizards. Yeah, <laughs> I clearly don't know biology. <laughs> but they're beneficial to society. They're like good vigilantes. So I think it's really funny that this guy is saying they're evil and that they're here for money. But it also just makes, it reminds me that capitalists will always see other capitalists as a threat <laughs> and so you know I, I do think it's funny that one white man said another rich white man is reptilian and I said yeah I you all I are mean, Jeff Bezos is literally bald and probably has scales I don't really know where Bob Hope fits into this like I would love to see his argument like okay I see George W I see Clinton I see the queen you know like I get that but like where does Bob Hope fit into your like He's a reptilian maybe man. Like personal vendetta, you know? Maybe they had like a scaff. They have a beef, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I could see it. Yeah. Okay, this next one is my personal... Literally, it's my favorite, and I, I'm going to already... I'm just going to say I buy it, and I love it, okay? <laughs> so this is about the Hadron Collider. Um, and the Hadron Collider is basically this very large collider that's on the French-Swiss border. And if you don't know what a collider is, the rest of this is not going to make sense. So a collider is basically like this machine that breaks up particles. And I'm, again, I'm not really good at physics, so that's I don't really real? know too much about it yet. Whoa, that's cool. But they physicists generally use it actually to prove a theory, um, which I will explain. 
So conspiracy theorists the world over were made nervous by the installation of um, it's either CERN or Kern. I'm not sure. Um, but Large Hadron Collider on the French-Swiss border. When it was eight, some feared that the massive underground loop, which sends particles crashing into each other at lightning speed, would create a black hole that would immediately swallow up the Earth. When this didn't happen, theories moved on to the possibility that the Large Hadron Collider would open up a portal between Earth and another kind of existence. Some scientists, including my king Stephen Hawking, have said that the bending space-time is theoretically possible, leading many conspiracy theorists to expand on their musings in every direction. Specific hypotheses around certain range from the fact that a wormhole to another universe will be opened to the idea that the underground ring will open the gateway to hell. These fears were further fueled in 2016 when photos emerged of a lightning storm over the general region of the Hadron Collider. Some believe the scientists who discovered the Higgs boson, often dubbed the God particle, use that ruse to cover up the fact that they are actively working to summon God. Mostly the God referred to is not a benevolent one, but Shiva the destroyer. The proof? There is a Shiva statue, a gift from India, outside the center, and the four, letter, four letters of CERN appear at the front of Cernunos, the Celtic horned god of the underworld. CERN actually stands for Consul European Porla, whatever, whatever. It's in French. So people believe that this particle collider is either opening a new dimension or is opening the gateway to hell. And the gateway to hell thing is propagated by other like scientific things which have been determined to be like godly in a way it's like the idea of man playing god when they do something with science that's like ultimately yeah. destructive and i think people I mean, are just like that like, when they were making the bomb in world war ii right yeah, yeah. i just think it's so because i like i said have a huge heart on for astrophysics and stephen hawking okay. is somebody so who i have a question for you miss astrophysics because you yeah. made so much fun of me for believing in alternate universes. And you believe in yeah. something like this, which is essentially the same thing. No, it's, here's the thing. You, you believed in alternate universes in which you were somehow a part of all. I'm not variants, a part experience. of all of them. I know that there are like 10 different types of dimensions in which all of these universes take place. I'm not assuming that I'm present in all of them. What I'm assuming is that there are universes that do include me, but that's a small percentage, obviously, of like the whole- See, I don't really buy that. Like I, be that I believe- That doesn't make sense to me because you're, you're propagating space-time and travel, which is essentially one of the dimensions. It's like the fourth or fifth dimension that's like the level of whatever, like all these parallel universes. You believe in it. Okay, I do, but I do in the most scientific way. Like I believe that it's theoretically possible, but that there's no way to actually know that. And therefore I refuse to be like, there is. Like there's only a chance at- Wasn't there that, like, a, like a report by NASA a couple weeks ago that was like, oh yeah, we found a parallel universe? NASA is a big capitalist company and we don't believe Miss, I applied to internet NASA a couple summers ago just to see. <laughs> yeah, and they literally never got back to me, so we fucking hate NASA now. I'm just saying that I believe, obviously, like, I've read and, like, watched enough Stephen Hawking to know that there's obviously the existence of 
there's a possibility actually that's not even true there's an obvious possibility of the existence of other dimensions but the kind of like physics and the kind of science it would take to get there may not actually be humanly possible at the moment true but the assumption is also that humans have to open that dimension like it doesn't just happen naturally in space and it probably could never but also you can't study black holes like that and black holes are a very like mysterious particle heavy thing i just think it's fascinating that they're using these colliders in order to test this theory and then conspiracy theorists were like no you guys are gonna open the gateway to hell and i said you fucking bible toters <laughs> like well i guess you could argue that heaven and hell and purgatory and all these other like versions of the underworld and other religions are in fact dimensions and that somehow someplace there were humans who did see them because of black holes i mean yeah if you believe it, I don't believe in the words, right? Like, I don't, I'm not really sure what heaven is or hell. I'm really not religious. And so I find those words to mean almost like sign signifier. I literally find them to mean nothing. Mm. I'm like, I don't really have a concept of heaven. I don't have one of hell. Therefore, that feels like really liberating <laughs> as someone who's grown up with the knowledge that hell is right beneath my feet at any moment. <laughs> exactly. I'm, I mean, literally the like, the science person in me is just like, hell literally could be like right next to me and I could fall sideways into it, right? Depending on like the way gravity takes me. But it also depends in the way you're taught. So like, it depends on the religion you're in, like what hell looks like and how hell comes about and where it's spatially is. And I just don't have that so i don't really buy into the word and i'm just like any dimension you open is gonna look like a black hole <laughs> it's just to me it feels like a sort of darkness like you're opening the world into into eternal night i just i love that conspiracy and i think it's i think it's i think cool it's a valid one though i think it's absolutely yeah. a valid one this one on the hollow earth one maybe i picked those on a bias scale but i just i vibe <laughs> confirmation <vibe>. bias <laughs> i really did i just like I it i mean i enjoyed hearing about it and i know that i thought someone was coming up my stairs and i have to say my room is it sounds like a humble brag but it's not my room is big enough that i'm worried there's a section of my room someone is hiding in at all times and that's not an invitation to any creepy people to come into my room that's just here no, I do get that. I feel like I've seen your room on video enough times to know that spatially there are parts that like if you sit somewhere, the rest of it is like a little stop. hidden. Stop, 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 stop. Oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah, I realize you have to stay there. My bad. I This is some of the only times I wish I had like a roommate. And I, when I mean I wish I had a roommate, it's obviously someone I know <laughs> that's in my room. I love that. I feel well, like I get your mind off of it. I'll share my third favorite one. I was going to go in order, but now I found the ones that I really like. Um, this one's called the time cube. You're going to like this because it's a pseudoscientific theory. <laughs> so the time cube is a pseudoscientific theory of time and space developed by Gene Ray, a former electrician. He insisted that academics around the world were purposefully concealing the fact that four simultaneous days 
occur during a single rotation of the earth rather than just one. Ray even gave lectures at the Massachusetts and George Institutes of Technology on the matter. On his self-diagnosed, self-diagnosed, his self-designed website, a stream of consciousness with intermittent capitalized words, he offered a $1,000 reward to anyone who could successfully disprove his theory. He died at the age of 87 on March 18, 2015, um, but his theory and website have remained a source of fascination for many. The Verge calls it arguably one of the most notorious single web pages online, an endless wall of text about the conspiracy to suppress an absurdist mathematical model of time. So basically this guy believes that like one rotation of the earth is actually four days instead of one. And that there are scientists trying to suppress that info and trying to make you believe that one rotation around the sun or like around the axis is 24 hours instead of four days. So like, say that's true. Like, how is that going to change the way I live? Like, I'm still going to go to sleep. Like every 12 hours. You're still going to go to sleep, but your concept of time would be fundamentally wrong. You wouldn't pass 12 hours in the day. You would have to pass, how many is four days? 72 plus 24. How much is that? 24 mm. times 4 is 206. No, it's not. <laughs> 24 times 4? 24 times 4. Oh, yeah. We can just do that. 96? 96. Yeah. Why did that take me? I was really going to say 206. Dude, we're, we're bad. <laughs> Shout out to Kuman. Kuman, Kuman gave me what I needed. <laughs> um, but yeah, so instead of 12 hours in a day, you would spend you would span 96 hours. But I guess your concept of what an hour is would also be different. Okay, here's the thing. As someone who had to stay up 48 hours for a theater competition, I never want my days to be that long. I don't want it. But it would feel like one day. You know what I mean? Like it would still be what we think is one day, but it would be 90, we would have to block out time to fulfill 96 hours. But our perception of 96 hours would be different if we, if this is true. Okay. It's confusing enough that I don't want it. <laughs> I refuse. It's a personal inconvenience for me to believe in it. <laughs> Therefore, I won't. I don't know. I don't necessarily believe it. I don't necessarily believe it. But I do find it fascinating enough that I would definitely bring it up in important places to see how people felt about it. I feel like I, it's something that made me angry. I'm assuming it's going to make other people angry. If only because it sounds inconvenient. Well, I also don't know about other people, but I'm really fascinated by the passing of time. Like, I always feel like I don't have enough of it. And now we have too much of it in quarantine. Yeah, and now I'm like, if you, you gave me 96 hours in the span of a day, which is actually four days, am I losing three days? I have to think about this more. I don't really, I don't know. I kind of vibe with it though. I, like I mean, it. I feel like I'd be more receptive to it if we weren't in quarantine, you know, where the days didn't already feel so long. So long, yeah. Because if, if, if that's true and if our perception of time is supposed to emulate what quarantine is like, I don't want it. I will. But I think there's something fascinating to be said about the fact that our time our time system is completely arbitrary, if not religious. Like, 
Yeah. The way we view time is really stupid. And for anyone to argue that this hour is this hour is a very dumb argument to make. Because like one o'clock, I could literally say it's like a gibberish o'clock and you couldn't argue with me that it was one o'clock. You know what I mean? Because like, how do you know that it's one o'clock? You just know that it's a certain time of day depending on the sun. That's true. So Ray has a has a point only in the fact that like, obviously our time signals are stupid. So we could rearrange them if it wasn't for the indoctrination. I mean, as someone who keeps a very thorough and detailed planner, having to abide by a completely new system. That would involve a lot of whiteout tape. <laughs> enough that I'm, I have. <laughs> I'm going to become the Gene Ray of my generation. I'm going to go around. <laughs> I'm going to go around spouting like all this nonsense until people put me in the crazy place. I feel like I really said all the all the conspiracies that are the best ones and there are like three more left that kind of suck. Should I share them? Okay. Well, this one, I mean, it doesn't necessarily suck because I I don't believe it, but I have a very big issue with Big Pharma, so maybe we can talk about that. <laughs> but this one is that Big Pharma is withholding the cure for cancer. So a longstanding favorite among conspiracists suggests medical professionals discovered the cure for cancer but have not made it available to the wider public. The argument goes that given the amount of money generated by cancer treatment around the world, a cure would seriously impact revenue for drug companies, not to mention put many doctors and researchers out of business. While Big Pharma has not made itself many friends among the public, there is no evidence that such a vast conspiracy is possible as it would require the participation of thousands, if not millions of people in both for-profit and non-profit sectors, says Big Think. In fact, it makes more sense that selling the cure would actually make more money. Forbes reports that medical insurance companies and the federal government would love nothing better than to substitute a $100 cancer treatment for one that costs $1 million, like CAR-T immuno or CART immunotherapy. Furthermore, as the finance magazine, cancer researchers are human. Humans cannot keep important secrets. Cancer cures cannot be suppressed, not even for one month. Well, this reminds me of that uh, COVID-19 vaccine that was debunked this week, right? There was this video of this doctor who already has like dubious claims about her claiming that, you know, doctors all around the world were hiding the fact that there was in fact a vaccine for COVID and that they were just hiding it. So I think it just has to do with like, you know, distrust in the big people at the top, essentially. I hate that. It makes sense. It's I don't think a read already that exists in this country and the system, which I can understand. Um, I don't know. Yeah, it, I just don't think Big Pharma has ever given Americans a reason to trust them. Yeah, especially because here's the thing: is like if you understand the way we run and the way medical like medicine is priced. It has very much to do with the pharmaceutical company wanting to make profit and yeah. your insurance company wanting to make profit. And so you're paying a ridiculous amount for something that probably didn't take that much to make. Obviously, the equipment to, to create something and the time and effort is a lot, but it's not worth the amount of deaths that the inaffordability of these things are costing. Yeah. Um, so it was very logical to assume that they may have created a cure, but that cure you know, might either cost too much or might not generate enough or, you know, whatever. 
because it's it's you know big pharma has done it before i don't buy it um and that just might be just because i know so many science people i find it very like curious that they would find a cure especially because we belong to a capitalist and consumer culture there's no reason why they wouldn't immediately put out the cancer cure especially considering the amount of money it would make whatever company came out with that yeah like crazy amounts of money would go into that considering how many people are dying from this shit so i i don't necessarily buy into it but i do i do see where they're coming from yeah 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 that one's not so much a crazy conspiracy if you know anything about the American healthcare system. <laughs> it's just disturbing, as usual. Facts. All right, here to next one. So, conspiracy around Project Sunshine. So, in the wake of Hiroshima and Nagasaki, the U.S. government commenced a major study to measure the effects of nuclear fallout on the human body. The conspiracy is that the government was stealing dead bodies to do radioactive testing. Now, I actually know the truth about this, so do you want to talk about it first, or should I tell you what the truth is? Uh, I just have to say, body snatchers is something that used to make me laugh, but after my friend and I went on a tour of the dark parts of Boston, and we went to a cemetery, and we were told about body snatching, I wanted to throw up. Oh, it's a very real issue. Yeah, yeah, grave robbing, body snatching, it's disgusting. Um, so the truth is, the government was actually stealing parts of dead bodies because they needed young tissue. They recruited a worldwide network of agents to find recently deceased babies and children and then take samples and even limbs, each collected without notification or permission of more than 1,500 grieving families. The world only woke up to the horrific scientific history of Project Sunshine half a century later, but there are still a lot of unexplained mysteries out there. Yeah, I mean, I think what America did with Hiroshima and Nagasaki may have been, again, I didn't live then, so I can't argue. I don't know the politics. of. The, I mean, I do. I've studied it, but I don't really know. And obviously, anything led by fear sometimes can just have a poor outcome. I do agree that those nuclear bombs were probably unnecessary, but how can I say that belonging in this time? I don't know. I think America, you know, really did play God for a minute, but then to go on and literally snatch Japanese babies and children and like mutilate them for your own scientific, again, it's like you feel like you're God and America still has a God complex where they feel like they can, they have the power to, to take and give life in a really uh, manipulative way. Um, and it often falls on the backs of minorities to to suffer the repercussions of their God complex. It's ugh. Well, God complex, Christianity, white supremacy, immortality, fathers killing their daughters. <laughs> it's essentially the same lifelong tale of old as time theory. Yeah. I say this as if it's been cited <laughs> by actual credited scholars but it's just trisha <laughs> i'm a credited scholar at this point let's be honest i just haven't written the actual thesis i did think this conspiracy theories episode was going to be lighter than it is but i do kind of like that it's heavy and i want people to think about these well, you're fine because you're in a well-lit room right now i'm staring at the dark part of my room that i can't really see and i'm really 
I'm unsettled. <laughs> There's nothing in the dark part of your room. I didn't even tell you like a horror story conspiracy. These are all like... Stop, stop. My bones like... <laughs> well, here's the last one. This one's kind of just a fun one, I guess. Okay. Um, so conspiracy is that the Dalai Lama is a CIA agent. <laughs> the truth on this website, they said that the truth is perhaps the reason the Dalai Lama is smiling in all of those photos has something to do with the six-figure salary he pulls from the U.S. government during the 1960s. According to declassified intelligence documents, he earned $180,000 in connection with the CIA's funding of the Tibetan resistance to the tune of $1.7 million per year. The idea was to disrupt and hamper China's infrastructure. The Dalai Lama is believed to have the power to choose the body in which he is reincarnated, meaning that the current Dalai Lama is the reincarnation of the last. Today, millions of people across all religions believe in reincarnation. So basically, the CIA funded the Tibetan resistance, and and they did so by funding the Dalai Lama. So technically, he's not a CIA agent, but he was a political pawn to sort of dismantle China's infrastructure. I feel like that's something you would see in, um, what was it, uh, Kung Fu Panda or um, Avatar Last Airbender. Like, that's a plot that I feel like kids would really benefit to learn from. Um, I mean, I can't speak for, you know, Buddhism and having the Dalai Lama and like trusting in him or whatnot, but I do know that there's a certain godliness associated with the Pope and that the idea, the, the criticism as of the Pope as an institution, that's what this reminds me of, you know, denying the truth that these are actual fallible human beings <laughs> in order to serve your own hope for like a godly presence on earth. Um, I don't know. It feels like there's something there that I'm not seeing, <laughs> but it's something we've seen before. Oh, a hundred percent. I mean, I firmly just believe that religion is inherently political. I actually think all things are really political, right? Everything is very easily. This is political. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think it's very easily, it's like an easy target for political propaganda or for social propaganda and the whatnot. So I, I could see, I don't think the Dalai Lama is obviously a CIA agent. I don't think he would ascribe to that role. He's the freaking Dalai Lama. But, but like money? Who would yeah, but he's not, he's not immune to the monetary values. I mean, everyone... we all end up selling out for something, right? Some of us sell out for money. Others sell out for clout. Others sell out for a college newspaper, you know? <laughs> you never know. I'd, I'd fucking sell out for Taylor Zacher Perez to text me back. So it really doesn't take much. Taylor, if you're listening to this, I hope you listen to our podcast and to our playlists. We worked very hard. I mean, I worked hard out of one of the two. I was just trolling you with the playlist. <laughs> <laughs> My playlist is called Palo Santo, Palo Santo. However you say it, I don't know. And time. <laughs> Listen to this, you psycho. It's never going to come out in time. But for our listeners, I make sick playlists. Hit me up. Okay, okay that was it. Those were all the conspiracies. Sorry, I passed away for a second. <laughs> I had a good time, but I also know I'm deeply unsettled before I have to go to bed. So I'm going to have to turn on my lights for like a couple hours before I can like trust my Think room. about the time cube. Stop. I, like I don't want to think about the passage of time. <laughs>
Well, right. it's not about the passage of time. Well, technically. All right, listeners, uh, if you've stuck with us for long, we're looking for TCNJ business majors to explain basic finance to us, um, Denver people, chemtrails in Idaho, just as a recap. Yeah, you just said the first three, and then you've avoided all the scary physics ones. Because <laughs> I don't want to know. <laughs> Bad. Okay, well, we hope you guys enjoyed that, because that was fun for me, and I hope it was fun for Ambar. Um, <laughs> Bye, guys. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. Big shout out to Kieran Choi and his brother, Connor Choi. Check them out. You can find them on YouTube. You can also find them on Facebook and Instagram. And also... Big thank you to our sound designer, Laura Feliz. She is a recent graduate of TCNJ's graphic design program. Check out her Instagram for more information. Women of Dolor aims to alienate no one and address everyone in discussing topics of culture, society, and humanity in a way that bridges gaps of understanding and illuminates misinformation.